Ready? Ready. And on that note, I want to welcome everybody to the abridged version of the Saturday Night Special of the World, according to that man, Benjamin, excuse me, Jeremy Stein. We are okay, well, Benjamin Jeremy Stein is sitting here wild with anticipation because I want to share something deeply meaningful with my friends out there. Today, I've been feeling empty all day, just empty, drained, like the life force has been taken out of me. And I couldn't figure out why. I just literally could not figure out why. And then a very smart friend of mine in L.A. sent me an email saying, did you remember that President today is the 29th anniversary of President Nixon's demise? And I suddenly realized that was why I've been feeling so empty and beaten down all day today. The President Nixon, who for my money is the greatest president of the 20th century, and maybe since longer than that, uh, is no more. This was a man who saved Eretz Israel. He was a biblical figure in terms of his uh, incredible courage at beating back the Russians, Gog and Magog, as they say in the Bible, and saving Israel and allowing Israel to continue to flourish another day. And when he beat Gog and Magog, uh, the people who are evil and follow Gog and Magog have had it in for him ever since. And yet the greatest gift he could give mankind would have been and was to slay Gog and Magog. And he did that in the form of holding back the Red Army, the Red Air Force, Red uh, Missiles. Very, very serious, serious, serious steps he took to save Israel and to save the whole world from peace. Mrs. Mayer, was at the time uh, President uh, Prime, Minister, Prime Minister of Israel was getting ready to use the atom bomb on the Egyptians and the Syrians, uh, which might have led the Russians to then use the atom bomb on Israel, and that might have led to worldwide uh, atomic warfare. But Mr. Nixon pushed back the Russians. He went to DEFCON 2, which means Defensive Configuration 2, and thereby avoided, evaded, uh, worldwide nuclear war. That took some major guts. And for a man to have done that in our era, a man to have risked the life of the entire United States of America to save the Jews is unheard of. It's absolutely unheard of. Uh, maybe he was wrong. Maybe he was right. I, of course, think he was right. But uh, this was courage on a scale that you rarely see in history. Well, I also, you raised such a great point, and you know, obviously, I've you've uh, shared with me what's not taught in the history books anywhere in America or around the world, except for maybe Israel, uh, about what Richard Nixon did. But he also did something else remarkable, which was he went against the deep state. He went against right. he, he went against the State Department, which was unheard of. He mm -hmm. went he went against uh, his so-called advisors, uh, one of and them obviously- went against the Department of Defense. Yeah. The Department of Defense said, oh, we can't get you uh, those uh, devices that will thwart the Russian anti-aircraft rockets. It can't be done. And Nixon said, I want in two hours to hear the sound of those devices being loaded onto the C-5s and heading out from America and Europe to Israel. And once he had done that, the Russians were stymied, the Egyptians and the Syrians were stymied, and there was peace very soon thereafter. Which and is, ever since then, there has been peace 
between Israel and the Egyptians, one of the great triumphs of diplomacy and heroism in the history of mankind. Which which brings up a great point, uh, because as 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 we've watched with uh, whether you're pro, whatever your opinions are of people with the Ukraine, we should have either done it really, like Nixon did, like seriously gone in and not only, I mean, I mean and, and gone to debt and been willing to sacrifice those, what, what he did to save a country outright, give it whatever they need immediately, as opposed to making them beg, drag it along. And that, that, and I'm thinking about it now that, that that's, that that's what always been one of my biggest uh, issues in a sense, if you're going to do something, do it, do it and do it now. Yeah. And Mr. Nixon had the courage to do it. I mean, most presidents, don't have the courage to pee with somebody else in the bathroom. Mr. Nixon had the courage to risk nuclear war to save the children of Israel. And it's very interesting. Mr. Nixon told me, and he's told other people as well, of course, while he was living, obviously, that his mother had told him, Richard, you are destined for biblical greatness. You will save the children of Israel, and this will be your place in the history of the world. And it was, it was. He also saved the United States from rioting and chaos in the streets. He also got together enough uh, force to uh, make the uh, communists in uh, Vietnam uh, sue for peace. And uh, had it not been for the uh, cowardice and the uh, ass licking of the Democrats in Congress, uh, we would have won that war outright in Vietnam. But uh, they stymied him, and yet, even so, they managed to go on for a long time. And even now, Vietnam is much more like a free country than a communist slave country, all because of Nixon. And I listen, and as we've discussed often, oftentimes, and I think there's a new book out between, I think that they put out a new book, and uh, the, the Trump letters, the letters between Nixon and Trump, and uh, it, it, obviously, we've raised on the show the parallels. And I love that you called uh, the show "How many man, how many roads must a man walk down," uh, quoting the great Bob Dylan song. But it's how many roads? I mean, what 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 do these people have to do in order to be called a man? In order to be recognized, exactly, exactly. In exactly. order to be in order to be recognized for their greatness. I mean, you're talking about two people. When you look at it, Obama was given. The Nobel Peace Prize, probably before he ever got in, right? I mean, it, it, listen, literally, literally before he got in. Nixon created, did what he did with Israel. He did what he did with Vietnam. He did what he did with segregation, and no Nobel Peace Prizes. Trump no, had nothing. Nixon. No, nothing. Right. And you know what's really beautiful is that the Kennedys never invited Nixon to the White House, whereas as soon as Mr. Nixon and Pat settled down in the White House. One of the very first things they did in the first weeks of their presidency was to invite the Kennedy family. Uh, obviously, Mr. Kennedy was no longer living, but the Kennedy family to come to dinner at the White House. The Kennedys never showed that kind of graciousness. They were supposed to have been so elegant and so gracious. Well, they weren't. That was, they, were, they, were, they were a thug family. But uh, Let's let, let's look at what's real and what's not. Nixon was a peacemaker. And in the Bible, the Lord God says, blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. And blessed are the peacemakers. And 
at, at that point, what else can we say? What else can we say? And Nixon also built up America's defense so that America would not have to be, be, be cowering all over the world the way, the way unfortunately, we have to now with uh, the uh, Democrats running the Department of Defense. Nixon was a peacemaker. What better praise can we give a man or woman than to say he or she is a peacemaker? Excuse me. You know, praise we give them is we uh, kick them out of office. We, right, exactly. we, 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 we ruin their lives. We ruin the lives of those that work for them and those that are around them. That's what we do. And I know, that, I know it's shameful. It's shameful. I, I had the incredible privilege beyond reason of working for Mr. Nixon, to be sure, not in a very elevated capacity. My father, God rest his soul, did work for Mr. Nixon in a very elevated capacity, chairman of the Council of Economic Advisors. I was a speechwriter along with seven or eight other very, very fine men who were speechwriters and, and a woman too, a very fine woman as well. And we, we got spit on when I came out to Hollywood uh, at the behest of a really genuinely great man, Norman Lear, uh, and I would go sit in on tapings of shows. The producers of the shows would introduce the cast, and then they would point to me, and then they'd say, here's our resident fascist, Ben Stein. Well, you know, to those guys, I guess it was really, really funny. I, I kept making me think that's terribly funny, isn't it? But uh, we are peacemakers. We Republicans who are real Republicans, not the rhinos, but the real Republicans are peacemakers. And I'm very proud to be one and to have been one. And I, I'm a pretty old man by now. I imagine I'll be one for the balance of my life. Uh, you know, listen, you still have a lot to offer and a lot of share and a lot to teach. And we're going to redo this show on Tuesday night because it's really worth hearing live, too, because I want more people listening to uh, to this. I want more life, Judah, and I want more to come out of the TV. Anyway, we must go. I have to get back to L.A. to be with my wife. The world's I, we, have to, we, have to get, we have to get back to L.A. Uh, but get back I, to my wife, the world's finest human being. I, I think on that note, I just want to thank everybody that's going to be listening to this very abridged version. And remember, God bless the peacemakers. God and, and God bless America, the greatest thing that man has ever created, the United States of America. Perfect, sir. Have a great night, everybody. God bless everybody. We'll see everybody Tuesday night. God bless you.